Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 18th of January, 2018. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Media and Dave Davies from Beatstock Internet Marketing. Dave, how are you doing, man? I am, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I keep looking at the weather that basically uh, starts at the Rocky Mountains and, and heads east from there, and so I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm doing okay, man. This is the first day of the Great Eastern Thaw. The uh, mm-hmm. the uh, second vortex of the year has broken. It's uh, about 30 degrees Fahrenheit, maybe uh, negative one, negative two uh, Celsius, or at least that's where it's going to be going. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be going like above freezing really soon and staying there for the next two weeks until we get our next polar vortex. But man, that's not two we- That's like two weeks from now, which is forever. You know, I'm staring out the window right now, and um, the the cherry blossom buds are starting to form. And I'm thinking, yeah, that vortex in two weeks of having to get a shovel, shovel up those cherry blossoms, it's gonna be miserable. Well, you know what they say about the uh, weight of smugness in Victoria, early cherry blossoms, early great earthquake, you know. You know what, that's actually funny you mentioned that. Uh, Mary and I were at a comedy show last night, and that was one of the people that said, you know what, we need to quit sending Instagram photos. We need to quit taunting them. The earthquake's going to hit, and we need their helicopters, and all they're yeah. going to do is send us back pictures of cherry blossoms. Uh, <laughs> forget that. I guess a picture of a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that'll learn them. Like, see, I, I remember being uh, a smug West Coaster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I miss it. But, you know, the advantages of um, living in the center of the universe are, <laughs> I'm afraid, greatly outweigh that of being out in the uh, in the uh, middle of the ocean. Hey, unless, you know what? Oh. Unless you're Alan Blayway. <laughs> is certainly out there in the middle of the ocean to all of our like you know um, great envy. Really. Yeah. Oh, indeed, indeed. I know it's interesting on my on my phone because you can have multiple uh, websites. I actually have Honolulu just permanently in there, only to taunt myself and go, you know what? And I I only know the temperatures in in Celsius. Some of my American friends, uh, I'm sorry, I don't I don't know these temperatures in, in Fahrenheit, but it just constantly hovers between 26 degrees and 31. Like almost every day, almost 365 days a year, it just it just hovers Honolulu between. <laughs> I know he's not in Honolulu, but we're we're getting pretty close. It was like, wow! It's just always perfect. It's just I, I, I guess. Yep. We live online, which is you know a lot the same. It's always perfect online, <laughs> even though everything is changing all the time, right? It, it is true. And you know what? I'm going to segue us into news because we're talking about Toronto and a congratulations to your fair city. Um, it made the short list twenty cities. Um, yeah, that Amazon is looking at for its headquarters. So, so congratulations. I know that would be absolutely huge. It would be transformative. Uh, Toronto's still alive on that list. I actually think that Toronto is uh, definitely, definitely has in the top in the top three. Where we definitely have an inside uh, inside chance, if only because Amazon needs access to the very best brains in the world. And 
Currently, U.S. immigration policy denies them access to the very best brains in the world. And Toronto, um, being right beside America, with several major major highways uh, leading into America, is you know insulation against the very worst that could happen politically and socially in America. Um, that and Google's about to invest five billion dollars uh, through Sidewalk. Uh, through, I'm sorry, Sidewalk Incorporated, its city building initiative. Um, and yeah, this is one of the fastest growing tech centers in, uh, in North America. Yeah, no, it's to be here. It's great. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's funny. I, I wanted to say a joke, but I, I won't, but I'll allude to it, is I know they were also looking at some locations near D.C., and then when you said, you know what, they need it to be around the greatest minds, I just couldn't help but think political centers. That's not, uh, you know, where you're going to find those. <laughs> not these days, anyway. <laughs> um, um, all right, where do you want to start? We've got so much has happened in the last week. I know, it was um, a pretty busy one, wasn't it? It's like people, people woke up and, and remembered, oh yeah, we actually got to work for a living, and then they started working in 2018. I know, um, it's weird. <laughs> okay, let's start with Facebook. I think Facebook is the biggest, by far the biggest story of the week. Um, Zuckerberg comes out, um, makes the, makes the great announcement. We're going to change the news feed, remove a lot of the organic commercial content, um, and try to promote um, feel good stuff. You know, friendly stuff, stuff that that gets you know comments going back and forth. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Uh. You know, I, I don't. I don't like it. I, I haven't seen the full deployment, obviously, right? Like none of us really have, and I don't know what it's going to evolve into. Um, one of the challenges, and, and Mary reminded me of this when when she was writing her her piece on on the issue. But um, you know, I, I had heard it before. One of the challenges that all of them face, Google, Facebook, anybody who sells advertising, is you hit this wall where you have no more advertising space to sell. And you sort of capped people out on how much they're willing to spend, right? Like on my pay-per-click or, or whatever, right? There is an upper limit on what I can spend for that click and, and, and have a, a positive ROI. Um, and so I, I can't help but think of this as sort of a, a step towards that, right? They, they needed to expand the space available. Now they've got this, this whole sort of tab that is all going to be corporate your, your brain will be tuned when you hit that that tab to sort of appreciate that you're about to be pitched right like everything in there is going to be a pitch and you're volunteering for it um and so it, it may well work out in some ways better but how many people are going to go there right and, and that becomes a, a different thing and one of the things i liked about marketing into facebook um was the ability to get in front of people when they didn't know they wanted a thing, right? And I've discovered stuff that way, right? I'm just scrolling through my newsfeed and hey, there's this like, somebody's advertising to me. They've done their right targeting and hey, now I know something exists that I didn't and it's a cool thing, right? Now I know that the Oculus is on sale. Well, now I own one, right? <laughs> it works. Um, you know, and, and so it was, it was good for that sort of discovery stuff, getting in front of people when they weren't looking at it. It worked on me. Um, so I actually liked it as a user. Would I go to a different tab to find it? I guess we're going to find out, but I doubt it. And I, I don't think it'll be as strong. And I, I do wonder if we're going to see a move back to where we are, or if they're going to keep that explore tab and then still start filtering in some, some, you know, paid entries into the news feed over time, just because I, I you know, if everybody just sticks to their news feed, 
then the advertising opportunities diminish uh, diminish there as well. So, okay. so it, it's going to be interesting. That's that's an interesting take on it. I've not heard that take um, actually. That and that that's, that that makes a lot of sense in 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 so many ways. But then again, at, at the scale that Facebook works at, I don't think it has any one reason for making a major change. It has like several reasons mm-hmm. prompt, prompting a change. Um, so 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 so. Your hypothesis is they were really just running out of ad space. They had nowhere left to place a billboard or to 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 sell a billboard, and so they had to change up the way they're doing stuff to create basically what will eventually create new space. Correct. Well, and that's that's one of the the, the possible things that yeah. I can only imagine they're looking at to ask them. And I mean, one of the you're right. There, there's multiple reasons. It will help them address the fake news issue because you won't be able to funnel stuff from business yeah, pages I, as easily into the feed. So it does help them there too. So you're right. There are multiple reasons, but I think at the end of the day, to, they come out ahead. We, we've, we've also been seeing stories that uh, social media is becoming a very um, unsatisfactory environment. People are actually leaving the environment less happy than uh, they arrived. Right. Um, some of the moves at that, and this is, this is important for publishers and for uh, especially smaller like um, social media social media marketers who are trying to represent smaller brands or smaller companies, um, you're going to have a lot harder time doing it. Yeah. Like, that, that, that is a reality. It doesn't mean it's impossible. No, Facebook, it just means uh, it's harder. It means it's going to be harder. Uh, number one, you're going to be sponsoring more content. That's a reality. You're going to have to prime the pump that way, and mm-hmm. over time, as more people do that, it's going to become more expensive. That's almost certainly going to happen, although there's nothing to indicate it will, except that's just how these things always work. Yeah. Um, but uh, Facebook's reasoning is, if, as I understood it, was they're actually seeing a smaller audience share. It's growing less rapidly than, than it's grown at any, any time before. That may indicate they've already saturated the hell out of the market, or people are, you know, more people are leaving than coming onto the platform. So the the rate of growth is slowing substantially. Um, and again, uh, the idea was they had to fix the uh, fix their platform. Um, I'm finding Facebook a little bit dull now, but. This is the world of marketing. Never underestimate how rapidly marketers and brands will adjust to the new reality and find ways to get their message in there. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, and, and I mean, you've touched on something. We are getting a little, a little bored with it. It serves a function, but I know speaking for myself, probably you as well, certainly statistically, uh, you know, sort of more globally, I'm, I'm actually spending a bit less time there. Now, it's not that I'm spending less time overall on social platforms. I'm just spending less time on that one social platform because for discovery, there are other platforms that, that do a better job. I mean, Reddit's a, you know, a great example. There's just, mm-hmm. if you want to find out something that you had no idea about <laughs> before, you know, go to the today I learned subreddit, right? And you're going to find out it may be about, it. or if you want to get an actual, you know, generalized and you may hate what the people are saying, but an opinion on something related to, I don't know, whatever in politics religion whatever yeah go into reddit and you're going to get both sides of the story yeah and, and right? un- you're gonna i was about to say an un- a very much unfiltered opinion 
<laughs> yeah, it, these aren't people holding back um, because not all their friends are seeing them, and they, there's a, a sense of anonymity. So, you know, they're they're. I, I am spending probably the same amount of time on social, but I am moving some of my time and, and you know, more significantly, I sort of pop into Facebook to ask a question or read a couple things, um, you know, because I know every, you know, I know who's there, but I don't spend the same, the same time there. So that's one of the things that's like, okay, just adding this explore tab, is that going to do it? Or do, does Facebook need to actually start to make a bigger shift um, and even just in tabs. So yeah, that news feed serves its function. It's great. It should, should remain exactly what it is. I mean, you know, with, with slight tweaks, but you know, should they start putting in other areas where, yeah, this is the, the tab where we don't bias, right? Like where news feeds just flood in and it's just a free for all, <laughs> you know, I mean, with, with more legitimate sources credited more highly, but you know, well, you know so what? I'm not just seeing stuff that supports my view, which is, is one of the big problems with Facebook right now. Well, indeed. And, and, but you know what? As long as I don't have to see that, if I don't want to, like if I, if I, if I take the action to click over to there and choose to go in there, that's great. Mm. Like I think that's, that's that would be an amazing environment. Right now with Facebook, um, everything gets fa- gets forced down my own personal newsfeed or your own personal newsfeed. You know, highly augmented to uh, by 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 your personal like behaviors and um, the absurd amounts of like personal data that Facebook has on you. Um, but still, everything gets funneled straight down your newsfeed or straight down my newsfeed, right? Um, there's very little except for dumb games or groups that I can go click to choose to be into. Mm-hmm. So that so a politics tab or a discussion tab would be quite interesting. It would um, be, and I think one of the big advantages to that would be, you remember the shock you had last November with the way the election went? I was absolutely shocked. Um, and part of the problem, I think, was when I looked at my news feed, I, I couldn't even see that 5-10% of the people <laughs> would have voted in that direction, right? Yep. But that's because mine was so heavily biased um, that I had no idea what was going on around me. Um, and, you know, and that's, that's not good for me or, or anybody. And then it's not good for the discussion. So, yeah, it'd be interesting if they, if they do that. In the meantime, I'm just off to, to Reddit for that kind of stuff. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm a political operative in an entirely different part of my life. So I have a couple of uh, fake avatars out there and... Um, I gotta tell you straight up, Dave. Like, you probably just would honestly rather be under the under your covers with your blankets pulled up above your head, <laughs> pretending that was a big impenetrable fort. Because there's some crazy <laughs> stuff out there, man. Like, crazy, crazy yes. stuff. Yes, there is. It's it's, um, it's mind blowing. Um, and it all comes down to knowing how environments work. It's true. That's, that's the. <laughs> always seems to be the bottom line like knowing how a machine a thing an environment a space works mm-hmm. which, is, which is why you need an SEO that is why you need an SEO um, or some, or at least somebody who's incredibly uh, experienced and uh, not a lot of people I can think of in the industry is more incredibly experienced than say Matt McGowan mm-hmm. remember Matt who doesn't well, I mean, I guess there's probably people listening who are too new to the industry, but who doesn't who's been in the industry for a few years? Okay, well, a quick recap. Matt McGowan was the beloved, one of the most beloved coordinators of the old Search Engine Strategies Conference series. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, Matt was the, I don't know if Matt was ever actually straight up chair of the series, but he was the guy who ran the show because he was the one who, um, 
did all the business, did all the advertising, yes. did all the uh, um, got all the, the the trade show set up and uh, got all the sponsorships set up. And if you wanted something done at Search and Strategies that involved money, Matt was the guy you went through, and oh, he was chair for for two years. Um, and uh, Matt was just one of those guys who, when you made a deal with Matt, he walked away, and you walked away feeling you both got the better. He was one of those. He was a great deal maker because he always felt you got a good deal with him, right? Yeah, indeed. And uh, he carved a reputation in the industry for himself for just being um, the guy you want to talk to because he's going to figure out what you need and still make it work with with whatever with what his organization needs. He's now president of uh, online advertising group Adestra, and um, he wrote a column in uh, adexchanger.com, it got published last Monday, on the Facebook changes. Um, and one of the things that, uh, that McGowan reminds us is Facebook's actually gone through like seven or eight major algorithmic changes that were almost akin to a redesign in its evolution. And, you know, we've all managed to figure it out. Um, he has a number of really good points in here, way too many to talk about before having to go to break, which we have to do like any second now. Um, but I strongly, strongly recommend the, uh, recommend the article. It is in uh, Monday's edition of adexchanger.com um, in the data-driven thinking column. Facebook news feed changes will uh, challenge publishers to stay relevant is the name of the article. Read it up and get some tips off them. I just hogged that whole segment. Sorry about that, Dave. Hey, fair enough. You know what? I hadn't read the piece till you sent it through. It was like, how have I not seen this? So I'll be reading it with everybody else. Okay. We got to take a break. Um, yeah, we got to take a break here on Webcology and WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the uh, 18th of January, 2018. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, and we're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. All of your favorite WebmasterRadio.fm programs on air and on demand 24-7. Find our shows on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere you download your podcasts. Add some podcasts to your playlist as part of a better profit margin. More refreshing talk radio on air and on demand 24-7. 24-7. 
Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 18th of January, 2018. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beatsock Internet Marketing. And uh, I remember, like... Um, about a decade, maybe a decade and a half ago, when uh, Google started trying to, um, Google created a calendar, Google created a health file, Google started trying to create a, uh, basically a life profile for all of its users. Um, and uh, Dave, you put up a, a piece that was in Search Engine Journal um, on, uh, published a couple of days ago, Google Assistant Update, set your preferred method of travel. Um, blows my mind how Google and, you know, other 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 companies out there, but, but Google especially, have, um, you know, basically found ways to run everything, every minute thing in our lives. Yeah, and it, it's it's interesting. Like this one, for example, and it, it makes perfect sense. I, I get the extension that they're going with of, of existing mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Um, we just bit by bit um, are, are are heading to, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but the only uh, sort of example or, or sort of illustration I can give may sound bad, but we're heading bit by bit to that Wally world. I don't mean Wally world from National Lampoon. That's funny. I didn't realize that until I was saying it. But the world of Wally, um, right? Where, where we're getting just just bits and bits of work we have to do taken away from us right like so now we don't even need to choose our mode of transportation we can go ah, when i'm traveling i i do it this way right I, I always take a car so you know we can set these things now i you know soon enough google will just be be learning that and, and automating other parts of the process going oh, okay but you don't when you're leaving this location right like it's lunchtime and you know you're leaving downtown chances are you're walking to a coffee shop or you know for life right like you, you can you can know they're gonna gonna grab that now, one could say, oh, that's good, that frees up your mind, but at the same time, statistically speaking, we're, you know, our attention spans are shrinking, right? Well, so, I, 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 you know what? It's funny. You, this is usually the stance I take, and I see that, and I'm really scared of that, okay? Like, you think, well, it terrifies me when my parents can't navigate around the city without using GPS. Um, you know, people who grew up long before GPS was available to, like, uh, to civilians, um, and now they're flat, they, they're completely lost without it. Um, right, and then so many other people I know. I, I refuse. I hate this stuff. But um, think of what I mean. Honestly, think think of think of what Google's like doing with, or I should say, what Alphabet's doing with so many of its resources. 
Um, self-driving cars is a massive obsession of Google's or Alphabet's and has been for, um, you know, almost for a decade now. Um, artificial intelligence as well. Massive obsession of Alphabet. Um, mm-hmm. Try to, you know, think of all the stuff that, that, that Google or Alphabet is learning how to control from, uh, from Nest to uh, Google Home, your favorite playlists and stuff, your shopping lists. Now think of all the data necessary to run the society of the future, to make it so that when you step out of your office or step out of your church or step out of wherever you have to go to external from your home, there is your mode of transportation waiting for you, taking you to the subway or to the path that is easy for you to get to your home because Google has supplied this because you're a Google subscriber. Mm -hmm. Think of the sheer amounts of data they're going to need in the, uh, in 2025. So telling Google assistant what your preferences are today and all the incremental easiness it'll make for you. Um, I live, I live a three minute walk from Toronto subway system. So it would be lovely to know that there's a subway six minutes away. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and this is this is of course the the allure to it, um, and you know, and I, I'm not I'm not dissing it. I you know I I am as drawn to these to these enhancements on on my day to day life, um, you know, along with everybody else. I think where we hit this separation is, is perception and reality, right? Like we we hit this I, idea and we have this grand idea, and Google talks about it where. Yes, the more they do this, the more free time, the more work hours they take off us and, and free up our time, it'll be the world of Star Trek. We'll all learn how to play the violin with data, right? And, 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 and it'll, it'll be wonderful. No, we'll all be binge-watching season X of whatever, Kitchen Nightmares, um, yes. you know, and, and melting our brain, right? Like, I, you know, not everybody, but uh, hey. I think this is, this is where, where the, the, the problems can lie in, in these systems. But at the same time, this is, you know, this is the path forward. As a marketer, <laughs> I have to look and go, it's incredibly valuable for me to know that Jim's going to be taking that subway. Right? It, it just is. For me to know that there's, there's no confusion in the advertising system as to whether Jim's going to drive or whether Jim's going to take the subway or whether he's going to bike. Right? These things help me as a marketer um, in ways that I don't even need to program in. I'm not saying I'm going to target people who drive the subway necessarily, um, but for me to be able to go, okay, I can actually trust Google that they're not going to, you know, that they know that Dave's about to walk somewhere because he does every day when he leaves his office at 12. Okay, let's fire some ads for, for coffee shops because that's a better choice than firing up some ads for a gas station. Right? Like, so it, it, it makes a little more, um, you know, sense. And then as a marketer, I love it. One thing is that your phone already does that for them, though. You, you're carrying an Android device in your pocket, aren't you? Oh, I sure am. Uh, um, but right now, they need to guess what my intent would be. I'm saying, for example, as I'm walking out the door, um, you know, as I'm about to leave, 12 o'clock is rolling around and I'm still on my desktop. They still don't know because I haven't started to move yet, but they would know, right? If, if they, you're right, the Android, they'll know I generally tend to leave at this time if I'm programming in set um, transportation methods. I think it'll help them. One of the areas, it's, it's hugely helpful. You're right, it's scary when we see the GPS, but at the same time, I'm going over to, 
um, you know, Japan in, in March. So yes, when I'm there, will I be using their translation and then using everything, <laughs> you know, the GPS? Oh, heck yeah, because I'm going to have no idea where I am. They don't have to learn my pattern. I'll go, I'm always taking the train, right? I am always taking the train, except for like a little dipsy doodle around the, the outskirts of, or, you know, along to the West Coast. But, um, you know, when we're in Tokyo, for example, it'll always be train. I'll get to program that in. So it'll save Google having to learn and it'll save me having to enter. Oh, right. I need to put public transportation. So these sorts of things will help them more rapidly help me. Now, I don't, I think we're at the earliest stages of this right now. And I, I mean, earliest, like it, it's been a good few years, but we're still at the, the early stages because AI is really kicking it up. Um, and I think when we see what's going to be coming two, three years, and I, you know, I'm sure you're on board because we've, we've seen it happen over the last few years and we're, it's just getting faster. What they're going to be able to predict in my behavior, I oh, think sure. is going to be, you, that's, that's where the real value is. Did you, uh, did you see that piece today? I think, I think it was in routers. Um, there were, uh, two different, two different, um, two different artificial intelligence. One of them had been built by Alibaba. The mm-hmm. uh, former former Yahoo property. The other one uh, was built by Microsoft uh, by Bing. Mm-hmm. Both of the, both of these AIs competed against a group of humans in a uh, uh, university level of uh, MIT, I think. Um, reading comprehension test for the first time in history, the machines, both of them. Just narrowly, mind you, like just narrowly, but both of them beat the humans. So that's very telling. Yeah, 2018, uh, first time it's happened. Um, by uh, I'm imagining by this time next year that will be that won't be a surprise. It'll be a matter of course. Well, and then the follow, like of course, the follow up to that is how long, and, and we're going in single digit years here, probably ones I could count on, on one hand without counting my thumb as a finger here, um, until mm-hmm. those machines are then writing the material that we're reading. Oh, oh, oh goodness gracious, they already are. <laughs> well, I mean, in a complex, <laughs> like, okay, go find out what the, what the news story is. Um, you know, you could have, you know, whatever, ABC or whatever, just send out a drone with, uh, you know, with, with a camera and with um, you know, a speaker, send it out and then just have the robots write about what it's seeing. But like, it's not actually going to be that long until you don't need um, that human intervention, which has, you know, that in and of itself has its pros and cons. You can go into far more dangerous areas and report on stuff because you don't have to worry about loss of life of, of humans. Um, you know, and on the downside, you're getting the uh, opinion of an AI system which may not be able to convey and probably won't, certainly out of the gate, convey the, the human emotion, pro or con, good or bad, uh, involved here. So it, it's, it's a really, really interesting world. Now, from a marketing standpoint, again, though, um, you have these, these wonderful opportunities, right? As we start to see that happen, we now have the opportunity to go, okay, and, and we will, not probably you or I, because I'm not a developer, but okay, we now need to build systems that can sort of understand, okay, you know, Alibaba's winning, great, okay, we'll, you know, tap into Bing's AI and sort of follow suit and go, okay, now I need you to crawl everything that's coming out there and produce for me marketing materials, um, you know, and, and here's my product and then find ways to program it in to go just spot opportunities, spot opportunities for my product in there and, and program our own AI to do that. So uh, it, it's going to be, I think, I think this is probably the most exciting 
next five years in, in internet marketing um, it will probably have ever been. I think it's going to be really, really interesting. Well, my, my, my new uh, threshold with AI, my new uh, litmus test, if you will, is what I'm going to call the reverse Turing test. Can you convince it to eat a Tide Pod? <laughs> <laughs> if you can, that thing's almost as smart as a human. <laughs> um, speaking of Swift stuff, uh, Google Speed update. <laughs> um, well played. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I could have done better. But, you know, this is all done on the fly, folks. All made on the fly. Um, so, uh, what was it? July 18th? July 2018. Sometime in July 2018, you're going to notice a massive separation in the SERPs. Fast sites will be promoted. Slow sites will be demoted. And it's going to happen when? July 2018. That's the word. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> and, you know, I do. Uh, yeah, you know, and I got to pick on him here only because he was so wrong so many times. Gary Eyes didn't say it, so I can I can believe the timeline. For listeners, I don't actually hold it towards Gary, but he was so wrong every time he was predicting the Penguin update that he just gave up on even doing it. So he didn't give us this one. Um... You know, this one seems like a really simple one, but extremely important. Um, and one of the functions of this is that we, it's coinciding with the mobile-first index. So we've yep. got two messages coming out. We've got a mobile-first index, so all sites basically being judged by their mobile version. And we've also got mobile page speed basically going, we are using this as a factor. You rarely hear Google saying that unless it's something that they're like, this is absolutely critical, so we're okay telling you. It's the speed of your site is going to be a ranking factor. Now, I, I have to wonder if it's going to be like a like a three-tiered sort of light switch system, right? Like it's awesome, it's good, or it's bad, right? Like, you know, sort of like their page speed is now. Okay. Or whether it's going to be like a light switch or graded, right? Like, so is it just sort of like the faster it is, the better? Don't know. Um, so, uh, but it's so, really important. So Google put out, like, like you said, Dave, this is one of the rare times where Google has said straight up, this is a ranking factor. No question about it. This is part of the algorithm. Mm -hmm. So what does that make us? 76 items now? Um, <laughs> forget, forget that last comment. I'm just being a smart ass. Um, in a, uh, another rarity, Google, the Google blog put out an advisory post on uh, Google PageSpeed. It was published uh, just the other day. If I get your names wrong, I am so sorry. Um, by Zaheng Wang and uh, Dontem Fan, uh, the two, were the two engineers who wrote the advisory, and they said in it, although there is no tool that directly indicates whether a page is affected by this new ranking factor, here are some resources that can be used to evaluate a page's performance. Go read this blog post. You get the links to these uh, from that blog post. One of them is the Chrome User Experience Report. Mm -hmm. Um. The other is uh, Lighthouse, which is an automated tool and part of the uh, Chrome Developer Tools for um, for auditing quality of uh, web pages. And lastly, Page PageSpeed Insights, um, a tool that indicates how well a page performs on the Chrome User Experience Report and suggests uh, performance optimizations. Um, but here's where things get uh, here's where things get a little more complicated. <laughs> The authors, the authors of the Google Advisory, 
then prompt SEOs to consider a huge variety of user experience metrics. And in doing that, they direct uh, readers to a blog post published in June of 2017 by uh, Google engineer Philip, Wat uh, Philip Walton. And this blog post, which is um, quite long, covers everything from navigation to how Google looks at different um, triggers on mobile pages that indicate to Google what the user is intending to do. This is the most remarkable find I've, 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 I've had in, in uh, I don't know, maybe even years. Yeah, no, very true. Coming, coming across this just because I want to uh, research page speed, this is a remarkable, a remarkable piece. Have yeah. you had a chance yet? I, I, I had, I've read some of this stuff on it, but I, you know, there's always like a million things to read on every individual. You know, that's the, that's the problem we hit. Um, you know, one of them, for example, like here's another little tidbit. Just, just if you don't know, and this is more dealing with the personality, so this isn't dealing with with page speed directly. But from one of the pieces on page speed, I learned about something that is undoubtedly about to happen among people we know. Um, here's Dave's prediction for 2018. Barry Schwartz um, is going to be hired by Google to join Danny Sullivan. Now, here's why I say that. In his write-up, he goes, how small that percentage is is unclear, but Google has said for a long time only really slow pages have to worry about the downgrade. Okay, now here's the sentence that teaches me, because this is Barry's, this isn't Barry quoting Google. To be clear, there is no ranking boost for being fast, just a downgrade for being really slow. Now, how much of a statement does that sound like from Google? <laughs> That's exactly what they always say. It's not <laughs> well, that you're being rewarded for being fast, like... you're just being punished for being slow. Well, they're being the... rewarded for being fast. <laughs> Barry has been like deciphering Google speak since the beginning of time itself. Eh? <laughs> it is like, true. You look into the well, you become the well. You know how that goes. <laughs> I just as soon as I read it, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" It's like I'm listening to Matt Cut saying this. <laughs> like, you, you honestly, you just stopped my heart there for a second. A world with Barry Schwartz doing the roundtable, like I know we've that. lost Barry and uh, and Danny in the you know in in, in, a, in a tight time frame. Yeah, that that would be pretty pretty bad. Uh, like for the industry, for news anyway. Okay, so just, uh, just for the record, that's not happening. Like. <laughs> Danny's gone over to the other side, but I understand they have a remarkable candy bar. Um, <laughs> that's what I've heard, anyway. Um, actually, they're all on a cruise now, aren't they? Well, I, I think they are. I think they are, yeah. On, like, Star Trek cruise? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they might be back by now, but I know they were on one. Remember those Remember those days back in the beginning of the industry where we all had to actually, you know, like, work for a living? Mm -hmm. Yeah, those <laughs> were the days, eh? Boy, yeah. oh boy, do I miss those days. Yeah, now we just have to talk and make podcasts. Oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> and um, actually, that reminds me, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, some of the new rules at YouTube for, uh, you know, there's a whole new generation of people who've taken this podcasting thing to a whole, they use their faces in podcasting. Mm -hmm. called video, And it's weird. It's unnatural, and it's the devil's work. <laughs> but apparently it makes a lot of money, so we've got to talk about it, and we're going to do that. But before we can do that, we got to make some money here on Webmaster Radio.fm because, like, let's face it, that's what we do around here, eh? So, on behalf of Dave Davies from BSOC Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Web College on Webmaster Radio.fm. It's the 18th of January, 2018. And 
We're going to be back after these messages. <laughs> Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let TopSEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Not on my watch, our military service members say, as they volunteer to serve, as they move out, stand firm, and take fire. So not on our watch, we say, to the severely ill or injured veterans who can't get the care they deserve to live full and independent lives, even when there's no government funding or a nursing home seems like the only option. We won't leave one warrior behind. Not on our watch. Join us at findwwp.org. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. St. Jude continues to advance by increasing cure rates in childhood cancer. And donors are important to us because you get the feeling that you have a team behind you. When it comes to research and advancements, there are some things that only we can do because we have the resources and we have the focus. And so if St. Jude doesn't do it, who will? St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Testing at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm, the flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 18th of uh, January, 2018, although for some people it feels a little bit like Black Monday, 1929. I don't know. Uh, did you say 300 billion, Dave? Billion. With billion a B. With a B. With a B. Wow, that's almost <laughs> as much as Facebook's worth. Um <laughs> Okay, that's the amount of money that's been lost in the last week in the crypto markets, eh? Yeah, a little bit has been recovered in the past 24 hours, but yeah, it was, uh, you know what the word is being tossed around, and I think it is accurate, is bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, um, well, um, 
you know, there was another B word that was being thrown around a few weeks ago that was being poo-pooed by all the investors. I think that was a bubble. That's it, bubble. You know what? It's interesting. Um, your good friend of mine, Arson, I, I think you're friends with him on Facebook. Anyway, he had posted a thing, and one thing I did find interesting, um, because that was my first instinct, is like, oh, this is where it all crashes down. Uh, and then he actually pointed the January to, uh, to March um, statistic Bitcoin prices, and it was just Bitcoin, and, and the $300 billion wasn't just from Bitcoin. It was, it was through the entire crypto market. Uh, but actually showing what happens to it over the earliest, you know, sort of the first quarter of the year. It's interesting. Four consecutive years, it tanked, and it tanked literally within a day or two of the 15th um, of January. Like, four consecutive years, including this one, I'm gonna it guess lost it massive shares. I'm going to guess it has something to do with the beginning and the end of uh, personal fiscal years as it, as it relates to taxes. You know what? It could be that. It could be one of my thoughts as well. I mean, maybe people are bored, like people do weird things. Um, and also, it's about the time uh, when people are going to be getting those holiday visa bills. <laughs> like, and here it is and it's just come to uh, right? and then you start watching the price go down and you panic because you need to get your money out to make your payments um, like I'm talking for people who are actually investing which I would never like tip for anybody in the, who, who is investing in, in, in the crypto market don't invest anything you can't just walk away from so don't invest that money you need to pay your visa bill <laughs> but for people who did uh, I, I, I suspect that was a little bit um, part of it as well and I, and I don't know if there's a weird news story is two simultaneous things um, were happening one um, for, a, for a cryptocurrency called Ripple um, it got pulled off of, well the, the, the metrics were pulled out of the South Korean market where it was priced incredibly high so it immediately started to crash right after being the number two by value so, so that sent a signal and then all of a sudden they were talking about um, regulation in, in a couple areas where the reaction was panic and then of course the price starts to drop everybody panics more um, you know and then it sort of tanks and then everybody goes oh wait it's not actually the end of the world and then we're seeing what we're seeing now is, is a recovery now will it go back past where it was before who knows um, but it, it, it's, it was definitely an, an interesting time and I know there, there were quite a few people who uh, I think lost a lot of money um, and then you've got people like, like Arson, who's on Facebook, going, there's a sale, who I think he was picking up more. Yeah, yeah <laughs> <a> fire sale. <laughs> um, was awesome. Speaking of panic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it will work. Almost worked. Except this week, video didn't actually kill the radio star. Video almost killed itself. Uh, you know, excesses in people being able to post whatever the hell they want to post has uh, pushed YouTube into clamping down on people who post stuff to YouTube. Did you know, Dave, you probably know this, having being somebody who actually lives on the internet, that not only can you make a living posting the most inane, <laughs> people would think dull, boring stuff, but there's a market for it, and moreover, advertisers will pay you buttloads of money. Well, at least they'll pay Google a whole bunch of money to put their ads up against uh, 
the most fidel stuff on uh, on YouTube. Did you know that there are channels about people opening product boxes? <laughs> I, I kid you not. I, I've, I've got uh, uh, my kids watch them, uh, and Michelle and uh, and Mary, uh, Michelle Simpson Ross and, and Mary, when we were down at the merge conference, actually had me do an unboxing video when I got my first Amazon Prime from the U.S. delivered in two hours package. <laughs> that's, that's pretty phenomenal, but I mean, isn't this kind of like watching like the fishing channel? I've never, I, I've never quite understood it. I mean, there's, there's some that are incredibly popular from some incredibly powerful influencers. Um, you know, and then some of them go funny. I watched one person, the first person to own um, a new iPhone la- last year, I guess it'd be the eight, uh, pulled it out of the box in front of, you know, millions of his subscribers and immediately dropped the thing. <laughs> it's kind of like watching uh, watching auto racing but it's waiting for that well, <laughs> we're just waiting for the crash yeah okay, speaking of waiting for the crash okay so I don't remember the, I, I had it written down on like several several pages back ago um, the YouTuber who went and filmed in the uh, in the Japanese uh, suicide forest but damn fool went and filmed the Japanese suicide forest and um, has now forced YouTube to completely clamp down and start um, enforcing uh, I don't know what what I think in the olden days was called common sense and taste mm. so yeah. major rules if uh, you're a YouTube if you're a YouTube creator there's uh, new thresholds for channels to carry ads number one you have to have a uh, 1,000 subscribers You've got to have 4,000 hours of watch time in the last 12 months. Um, that's going to happen as of the 20th of February, 2018, for existing YouTube partner uh, program channels. And uh, that's effective immediately for new ones. Um, if you've been called out three times to have content removed from your channel, they're just going to remove your channel. Um, they're not going to screw around. They're just going to take you off air. Um, ads are only going to run on videos in the Google Preferred Network that have been manually reviewed and verified to meet their guidelines. That starts now. Um, there is going to be a three-tier suitability system available to advertisers to control the types of video content on which their um, ads appear. I guess that might mean... Um, PG kind of raunchy and oh my god my mom's in the room raunchy <laughs> uh, that's going to be coming up sometime in the future and there is going to be more reporting partners uh, there's going to be a lot more third party reporting so you're not going to be relying on YouTube stats or Google stats anymore um YouTube is likely to partner with OpenState, Comscore, or Moat this year. Um, and uh, again, they're trying. It looks like they're trying to keep advertisers um, well, uh, looking to stand up to community standards. What, what do you think, Dave? Yeah, no, I think that's exactly what they're trying to do. One of the things, and I, I just can't, I can't help. And maybe it's you know, you remember me doing doing SEO circa you know, 1998. Now you had started on the white hat path. I started as an affiliate marketer. So 
slightly different <laughs> path. <laughs> yes. uh, that's why I saw it. I was like, oh, okay, you need this many subscribers. You need this many minutes just to get this thing. I was like, I wonder how long and how much um, the service is going to be to push you over certain thresholds. Right? Like I could see many people who are sitting at 937 subscribers and you know, 3,005, you know, where you're, you're, you're kind of close and you're about to lose your advertising. How much, how much is it going to cost <laughs> to get mm-hmm. those extra subscribers um, and to get those extra, extra views just to make sure that you're, you're capped in. Now, obviously, you know, to make good advertising revenue, you actually need to be producing the content that would have the, the views like that. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, is there actually a, a service and you know, how long until I get an email offering it? Oh, you know what? It's weird. Years ago, I, uh, I lost a friendship over a service like that. Some guy comes to me and uh, offered me in on some action on a service exactly like that. And I think the look on my face, he hasn't called me since. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, actually, I feel bad about that because he was actually a really nice guy with a really bad idea. Right. Um, <laughs> but again, I, I haven't heard from that, from that, from that person since. And that, that, that's kind of sad. But... Um, yeah, there will be a service like that because yep. you know this is uh, well, you know I don't don't <laughs> want to sound strident, but because this is capitalism and that's how capitalism works. Yep. Um, <laughs> which is you know why that somebody will come up with a regulation about it because that's you know what sort of keeps things in balance and that's how things work. Yep. I guess that's what this show has been about, hasn't it, Dave? About how things work. You know and what it often is. No. <laughs> it often is. Um, and we've gotten to the point where we've gone through a whole hour, and we're going to have to like uh, close it up here on Webcology. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Into Denmark, and the Jim Hedge from News Always Media, you've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm on the 18th of January, 2018. There is some amazing content coming up on the network. Stick around. Dave and I are back next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.